This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How you doing? Awesome, because it's Throbtober. Hell yeah. Throbtober continues. Yes. And this is a movie that I've always kind of had in the back of my head of, oh, this would be a really good one to do during October. So we're doing Pumpkinhead from 1988. Yeah, it definitely is. And you know what's weird? That it's not... Technically a Halloween movie, and that blows my mind. You have a movie called fucking Pumpkinhead. Yeah. You're not going to set it on Halloween? It's just because there just happens to be a pumpkin patch growing in this graveyard. Yeah, I I get that it was based on a poem from what I've researched oh, okay. on it. Like, And that's where the name came from and stuff like that. But I'm like, but set it on Halloween! <laughs> Like, for real. Also, and I get that it's like a Halloween spirit movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. in the vein of Halloween. So, like, you always see it around October. But I'm like, why isn't it just <laughs> set then? Or at least in October, like, have some trick-or-treaters or Halloween decorations somewhere. Or you wouldn't even have to do that. Just put in text at the very beginning, October 31st. And then that's all you need to do And you have fanboys like me going like, Oh, fuck yeah, it's a Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah, what a weird choice to not make you know what i mean the first time i watched this a couple years ago i was expecting like this grand huge halloween like it's the trick-or-treaters the deck like you said the fall leaves everything and it's not really at all other than it's a pumpkin yeah it's like weird little house on the prairie dirt farms and stuff like well it's it's a bizarre one that's why it could be Halloween, and this is just their weird, like, it's some weird vortex where it's the 1800s and 1988 simultaneously. Dude, we'll get into that, because <laughs> I have thoughts. It's so weird. Yeah, but Pumpkinhead, rated R, directed by Stan Winston. He's had a career, hasn't he? Oh yeah, that's one of those another one of those names that pops up, and I was like... Where do I know that from? And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Then you look at his stuff, and oh, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, like, just looking at some of these. Um, Edward Scissorhands, Aliens, Predator, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Batman Returns, like, Jurassic Park. He's had, like, an insane career. Like, And I don't think he's directed much aside from this. Lake Placid, um, Avatar, Shutter Island. Oh. Like, it's it goes on and on. It's a pretty impressive career. So someone from Pumpkinhead is... <laughs> Says it's associated with Avatar. <laughs> yeah, like holy shit! And so originally they just wanted him to design the pumpkin head, like, but he said, "I'll do it if I can direct it." When he saw like some of the script and everything, and he had some ideas for a few changes and stuff, was like he really wanted to take a stab at it, and that's how he ended up directing it. I say that's also I love it when there's like a director that doesn't do it very often. Whereas just like, I want to do this and give it a shot. Cause there's always some weird, like flavor to it. And there definitely is to this movie. It's like, God. Oh yeah. And a lot of times it's a passion thing. You like, I have a very specific vision for what I want. That's why I'm trying to do this. Yeah, It's got like a weird dreamlike quality to it. Kind of. So this movie, look, a lot of times I feel like when people talk about the lighting in a movie, I'm like, that's almost a turnoff for me if I haven't seen the movie. I'm like, 
okay, if what you're mentioning is the lighting, this doesn't <laughs> say a lot for the rest of the movie. You know what I mean? But I do want to compliment the lighting in this because the dusty, like, brown-orange lighting during the day and then, like, this awesome, like, blue soundstage lighting when it turns night, especially that church scene. Yeah. I kind of am, like, in love with the lighting they use in this movie. Oh, I love it when a movie, it's, like, it's nighttime, and it's nighttime because it's blue. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. All right, you want to get into this thing? Yeah, let's go. All right, so we kick it off with a flashback, well, a long time ago. This family locking themselves in a house at a farm, and a Man is being chased and attacked. He's pounded on the door, asking for help. He's also, like, confessing that, I didn't mean to do it. I don't remember what he did. Like, so he's obviously done something wrong, and he's being attacked by a monster. Exactly. And this is, like, young uh, Lance Hendrickson is laying in bed going, Papa, will we be safe? Like, Shut up, boy, get in that bed. <laughs> yeah, uh, just get in bed. Who's going to sleep with a man literally being murdered right on the other side of the door begging for help? It's like, I can't sleep, Papa, with the screams. <laughs> and they don't let him in, and he's killed by Pumpkinhead. And we actually see Pumpkinhead here. It's not yeah. like what you would think where you're going to see like a hand reach out and that's it. No, you get kind of a full reveal right there. Which I enjoy. Sometimes it works really well to hide the monster till the very end. But you don't have to do that every single time. I like movies like this sometimes. It's just like, yeah, here's your monster. Here's what you're dealing with. And it's a cool enough looking monster that you're like, okay, cool. It kind of looks like a repurposed alien costume. Oh, kind of? Come on. <laughs> Come on. It. I swear to God, I'm like, it's, it's a xenomorph. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're looking at here. He even has the tail, the elongated head. <laughs> yeah, it... It's like a little bit more of an expressive xenomorph that's orange. That's what Pumpkinhead is. Isn't it in Contra where they use like xenomorph stuff a lot? And they don't call it that, but it's like, yeah, that's a face hugger. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so like on the nose, which is even more bizarre to me when you have this legendary guy who's worked on everything, like Stan Winston. I'm like, you couldn't come up with something else? But it is such an awesome design. I'm like, I don't care. It's cool. Oh, yeah, but when I think Pumpkinhead, you know what should be called Pumpkinhead? Trick or Treat. Yeah, very true. <laughs> That's a Pumpkinhead. Or a Sleepy Hollow spinoff. That's Pumpkinhead. This is Alien. This is like, a, there's like a brief shot when Pumpkinhead is still like little baby Pumpkinhead that its head does kind of look like a pumpkin, and then it transforms into the giant monster. It's, it's, it's just because he's in a pumpkin patch. Yeah. <laughs> A bird ate some pumpkin seeds and shit them out there. And that's why this legend is named what it is. Yeah. But then we get uh, Time Card, the present. And Ed well, is on the farm with his own family. By the way, do you remember the Misfits album, Famous Monsters? Yes. The, it's one of the great, the two Graves albums. Yeah. Did you ever hear the song Pumpkinhead? That's literally, the <laughs> lyrics are just the plot to Pumpkinhead. Oh, is it one of those misfit songs where they're, we're just going to describe the music behind really loud guitar. <laughs> like the opening is like, this is a story of a man named Ed who <laughs> left his son for a moment to come back to find him dead or something oh, like God. that. It's literally just the plot of the movie. Jesus. <laughs> that's all. But in the present, we meet Ed, again, played by Lance Hendrickson, on the farm with his own son and everything. His son, Billy, makes him this weird, ugly necklace. He's like, for you, Dad. You don't have to wear it all the time. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not 
hideous. Make a better one. <laughs> Which is why we are not fathers. It's because he does the right <laughs> thing of just like, I love it, son. You are the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I could not be any prouder of my boy. And I would be like, I don't want to wear this around my neck all the time. Like, it, it's sticky. <laughs> <laughs> They they go to work at the roadside country store that he runs, and once they're there, these four clearly outsiders to the area. I don't, are they teens or young adults? What are they? But yeah, they're like uh, teenagers to like mid twenties, and we know they're outsiders because they're dressed for the decade, for the century. They're not in literal like rags that have never been washed in the entire time they've been around. Well, I'll say Ed and Billy, I can honestly buy. Like, two people who live on a farm and run, like, a roadside country store. I, I can buy Ed and Billy looking the way they do. The other <laughs> group we see... Ho- what? Those <laughs> kids need to be taken away from that man immediately. 100%. But we'll, we'll get there. These kids stop, and... Not just four, there's six of them, never mind. But... They're there, they go and buy a bunch of stuff, they're gonna ride dirt bikes around. I guess that's a normal thing here, like, you park at the roadside store and just run around on the hills. They rented a cabin, I guess is their vacation. They even say they're, like, stopping real quick to grab some supplies and, like, gas. And they're like, we're ten minutes away. But the cool guy in the leather jacket's like, no, I gotta ride now. And, like, if I was a store owner, if I'm Lance Hendrickson, I'm running out there being like, hey asshole get off the fucking motorbike and leave before i call the police that's another thing i guess there are no police in anywhere near this town dude i can buy it though looking at it because it just looks like emptiness for miles and miles country store more emptiness ed's house lots and lots (laughs) of emptiness the dirty farm like that's what i feel like this town is so yeah i'd honestly buy that there's no police yeah this town has a witch like that's where we're at exactly (laughs) There's an old swamp hag. Like, that's what we're dealing with. (laughs) That everyone knows about. They're like, oh yeah, she's over there. (laughs) Um, Our young outsiders overhear these kids. The dirty family is pulled up. Not the matriarch. Whatever the dad or grandpa leader one goes in. And these kids who are literally wearing rags... They're covered in dirt from head to toe. Like, if they shook their head, there would be a dust... They look like pig pen from the peanuts. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But they're out there, and they hear them teasing one about, Oh, you did something wrong? You know what happens now? Pumpkin head's gonna get you. They're skipping around and going, Pumpkin head! Like, I don't know. Yeah, doing doing the gang up on the little one thing. Even the teenager's in on it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, but yeah, that's just to establish this is a known thing. It's local legend. People know about Pumpkinhead. I got it real quick. One last thing on what they're wearing. It's literally potato sacks that they cut holes in. Yeah, like, this is the 80s. Look, I know it's not today, but it's still the 80s. Like, I don't think, I mean, I can never say no one, but maybe point zero 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 one percent of people live like this, and... They would be taken away if they were found. Exactly. This, like, it's as horror. Like, like you said, they're head to toe dirty. Like, they sneeze and there's going to be a dust cloud come off of them. It's shocking how terribly they're taken care of. And there's, like, a whole commune of them. We yeah. Find later. And all they do is yell at the kids to get in the house. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, the our young outsider crews riding their dirt bikes. Billy Lance left for not Lance Ed. <laughs> Lance Hendrickson. Ed left for a minute. Like Billy's watching the store because I guess that's the thing. He reminds me of the pancakes kid from Cabin Fever. But <laughs> the dog takes off after the dirt bikes. So Billy. Billy the kid. <laughs> Billy takes off after the dog, right as the dirt bike hits a jump, comes right down onto Billy. Yeah, he gets smushed by a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, and look, they don't do a great job of letting me know what really went on here. To the point that even when he dies, I'm not entirely sure he's dead. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, is he still hurt? How bad did he get hit? Is he knocked out? Is he internally bleeding? Like, they don't, like, let me know what's happening here. <laughs> Like, you know, like, we know it hit him, but they didn't show it. Like, they didn't have a little dummy for it right. to land on. Like, what, did it graze up against him? And then later he's dead, and I didn't even realize till the witch said. Well, because he's uh, he speaks at one point. He's, he says, like, Daddy! And then um, he dies again, but the entire time he's kind of wrapped up. So I guess Ed is just driving around with his dead son this entire time. Yeah. Pretty much. Did you get some Pet Cemetery vibes from this movie? Uh, yeah, kind of, yes. I could see that. It's like the opposite end of the spectrum, where Pet Cemetery is let me bring my son back by doing some weird thing in a graveyard, and this is let me get revenge for my son's killers by doing a weird thing in a graveyard. Yeah. But the one who hit him with the bike, Joel, the <laughs> asshole, the one who pulled up in his own sports car, not with the rest of them, is like, oh shit, I have a record, I can't do this. Him and his girlfriend, Kim, drive away, and the others stay behind. Um, all the others except for one then leave, but they're going to get help. And just the one guy's left behind, Steve, as... What's his name? I'm getting... Wait, there's too many names, and this yeah. also annoyed me. They introduced everyone with a name in the span of, like, three minutes. And it's just, like, Chris, Ed, uh, Tom, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's the most generic, and, like... Really, Joel's the only one of the outsiders who stands out because he's wearing a leather jacket. And then the Dirty family, I don't think most of them have names. No, oh, no, it's just like Child 1, Child 2. No. <laughs> Except the, the one is named Bunt. <laughs> Look, apologies to anyone named Bunt if that exists. Is that a human name? That, doesn't... that sounds like what you would name a pug, Bunt. It's like, is someone made a noise? They're like, yeah, that works. His name's her. <laughs> but Steve stayed behind. Ed comes back and comes running over. Steve's like, it was an accident. It was an accident. And Ed just shoots him the <laughs> death glare and leaves with Billy in the truck. I did that. He drew like the worst stick out of any of this of like, okay, you stay with the dead kid and wait for the dad to come back. Oh yeah, definitely. But I mean, he didn't do it. No, but still, it's like, I also love, uh, what's the guy, Joel, is he the leather jacket dude, the Let's Buzz guy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's like, uh, no, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. Uh, it was just an accident, we're just telling the police that, have you been drinking all day? <laughs> <laughs> so he's just oh. drunk as shit, jumping motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, that's something you want to do. Uh, fun fact about the dog. We have seen this dog before. Oh. It is the same doggy actor from Gremlins. Oh, good. Okay, cool. The, I like that. <laughs> I enjoy this dog's body of work. It's also like the um dog from the Burbs. I think it's the same dog from uh, Science of the Lambs, Precious. 
Oh, really? Yeah, the same, like, fluffy little white dog. Like, I love it when oh, you I see do... stuff like that show up. <laughs> I do love that dog. I have a couple weird things for this movie, but the others all go back to the cabin, and Joel won't let them call anyone or leave. He literally holds them hostage. <laughs> and then, like, after a while, they're all just cool with them again. This blows my mind. It's literally a hostage situation. This is its own horror movie. This is like the hotel scene from <laughs> Devil's Rejects, and it's played off like it's nothing. Well, at first, they're, like, literally barricaded inside a room, and then it gets to the point of, like, they can just wander around freely, and they don't just take off running. They're still helping. Yeah, and, like, um, the w- one guy comes back, is like, oh, it's real bad, like, the guy took the kid and left. He's like, what's going on? He realizes there's people barricaded in the room by Joel. They get to a fight with Joel, but then Joel grabs something and smacks him in the back of the head and knocks him out. Like, what the fuck? There's all of you versus this one dude and maybe his girlfriend. I don't know whose side she is on, but take him out. Yeah, you can easily take care of this one guy. He's drunk. <laughs> yeah. Ed takes Billy home at this point. Billy's still kind of awake here because, like you said, he's in the bed. It's... The pitiful little, like, Daddy, like, help yeah. me, the mean man hit me. <laughs> I see Mommy. <laughs> I'm glad that I didn't know the kid died, because then I didn't feel sad that the kid died, because I didn't know. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, he's still hurt. I never realized he died until way later. He's just, he's unconscious, just in the, like, he's in a coma, but the dad won't take him to the hospital because he has to go do some voodoo magic. <laughs> yeah. Then Ed has a plan, so he goes back to the dirty farm settlement <laughs> compound. I don't know what it is. Place with a bunch of feed he's dropping off for the guy for his animals. And he asks him, like, there's an old woman with powers. Just dropping that casually into the movie. I'm like, okay. He goes, where is she? He's like, I ain't telling you where, where she is. And he says, she, and he shows him his son, like the son said. He looks like he pities him for a second, but he says, she can't help him. All she can do is take you straight to hell. Right, and he doesn't want to help, but this, I also love, it's like, the grandson, because uh, Ed's offering him to give him his feed for free if he tells him where the old lady is, and he won't do it. And then the grandson's like, I'll do it for ten bucks. Yeah, exactly. I mean... What are you even going to buy? You have to walk 10 miles to get to the only store. Maybe you should have said, wait, you own the only store around here. Can I get 15 in-store credit instead? Yeah, exactly. Well, also, is this in the weird 1800s Vortex part or the 1988 part? Because if it's in the 1800s, he's set for a year. That's true. But By the way, if you haven't seen this movie, there's actually no Vortex. It just seems like it. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, the teenagers from 1988 crossed into the 1800s, and they're still not, like, afraid of their vehicles. (laughs) Yeah. But the grandson, Bunt, tells them where to go, and he goes, well, you gotta ride with me. I ain't going the whole way. He rides, he stops, like, okay, straight ahead, leaves, Uh and... Ed, Ed Harley goes to see the witch. I love he makes him ride in the back. He, he's, it's just immediately like, you're not getting in the cab. You need to air out. Get in the bed. <laughs> well, if I, I wouldn't want to ride next to a corpse either, though, too. So oh, I'd true. rather ride in the back. Yeah, like like he goes and does sit down. He's like, don't sit on my boy! <laughs> <laughs> but he goes to the creepy witch house with dead Billy. Says she can't. I can't bring him back. I don't raise the dead. But he wants her to summon vengeance on them. He knows she can do that. 
She tells him to go to this old graveyard with a shovel and dig it up. What, you'll know when you see it and leave the boy. And he just takes her at face value and does this. Yeah, I guess. It's like, okay, yeah, just don't do anything with the corpse, weird witch woman. Like, I hope I don't find his tongue missing when I get back. <laughs> Dude, apparently her costume weighed like 80 pounds. Oh, she is fucking like gnarly looking. Yeah, like, so no wonder she's all, all hunched over. That's probably not even on purpose. It's because everything she's wearing weighs so much. This is giving me back problems. <laughs> <laughs> He goes to the graveyard, and there's a ton of pumpkins. There's pumpkins growing all through the graveyard, and I'm like, this is why it's called Pumpkinhead? Yeah, okay. yeah, this is like the vague little, like, other than I guess it's a cool name, but it also kind of reminds me if they called just, like, Hellraiser just Pinhead. It's like, it's kind of goofy. Yeah, I know what you mean. But he sees this high spot, really weird looking. It looks like the core of an apple. Like, with... <laughs> but just standing there with a grave on top of it. And he climbs up and is like, It's over, dirt bike people! I have the high ground! And he starts digging up Pumpkinhead. <laughs> you underestimate my power! <laughs> <laughs> but he digs up this body that looks human here, kinda, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like, well, because she says that this is where, like, the graveyard that the parents of the town would bury their undesirable children. So he looks kinda humanoid, but there's like... Like, the head's misshapen and whatnot, and it is kind of weird looking. But What does this mean? Because I know that's a really old graveyard, so this is in the 80s. The graveyard's probably going back to, like, the 1800s, this <laughs> graveyard. But, like, is it? does it mean, like, people who had, like, birth defects and stuff? Or is it, like, uh, your brother was a murderer, we don't want him buried with the family grave? You know what I mean? Like, what do they mean? Or just in general, people, they don't want buried with the rest of the family. I'm guessing it's just in general, but mostly, like, birth defects. Yeah, that seems right for the time. Or like, what? What? Uh, you like pineapple on pizza? Bury them in the <laughs> graveyard in the woods. <laughs> Ed takes the dug-up body back to the old woman. The old woman cuts the dead body's hand and then Billy's hand, and Ed passes out as Pumpkinhead comes to life. It's all nasty and gooey and cool. And he, they, uh, she also cuts Ed's hand. Oh yes, yes. Ed's hand. And he starts, like, stumbling around and falling down in the background. Yeah, well, I think it's, it obviously has a psychic connect, connection with Pumpkinhead later. So I wonder with him coming to life, that takes, like, a lot out of him. Which is really interesting. I like that aspect of this, of you brought him back, so he's tied to you, so there's only one way to stop him. Yeah, he, he comes back, too. And the old woman's like, you can go now, Ed Harley. Now it begins. Yeah, just Pumpkinhead's like, oh, thanks for bringing me back to life. I'll go kill those people for you real quick. Do, do, do. It just walks out the walks out the cabin into the woods. <laughs> oh, I love when, like, Pumpkinhead is around. Like, a lot of uh, killers and whatnot have their noises. It's just like cicadas. Oh, yeah, it is really neat. And sounds more realistic and something that you could actually imagine happening yeah like where's that piano music coming from <laughs> <laughs> he hallucinates billy waking up when he's driving on his way home but he really does not back at our cabin of hostages and outsiders <laughs> uh, maggie and steve are outside i guess like they've started let some of them out here and Pumpkinhead gets steve 
And what does he do? He just carries him up and drops him, right? Well, yeah, he like gra- he snatches him like from a tree. He like grabs him and pulls him up into the tree and like fucks up his face a bunch. Like I think it takes Pumpkinhead a minute to kill this one. Yeah, the first one takes a little bit because I thought he was dead before he was dead. Also, I don't think they ever told Ed where they were going. They don't know, like, these are out-of-towners, so he's not going to recognize them. Why are they sitting in the cabin in the middle of the woods, like, with the gun waiting for people to show up? It's like, nobody knows who you are or where you are. So I think you're fine. Or whoever, like, rents the only rentable cabin in town, I'm sure. Or you know know what what I mean? They are out... You go, huh, I just killed a child. I think my fun friends weekend is over. Let's all go home. Yeah, but then you're fleeing the scene of a crime, even more charges. But he's sitting there with a gun waiting for the cops to show up. <laughs> yeah, I know. It makes no sense. <laughs> Dude, honestly, like, I like a lot of this movie, and I also kind of hate parts of this movie. I don't like any of these kids, and I know they're not the main characters this time. It's, it's like, flips the script on us, where Ed's really the main character. Right. And, but, man, yeah, they're just so much the same and everything. I'm like... I don't give a fuck about any of you. They are just fodder completely. It's just fodder just see, like, we need Pumpkinhead to kill other people than just Lance Hendrickson. Because it has to be at the very end, you know. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. I have... This was a roller coaster of enjoyment for me. Because I did not care at the beginning at all. And then I started to care, and then I drop, and I pick back up. It's a weird one for me. <laughs> also, like, there's, like, the cruddy, like, teenager kid that's kind of helping, but you still kind of don't care about him, because he's, like, also kind of weird in the beginning. Yeah, I don't know how to feel on him until, like, he does some good things, but still, I'm like, I don't know if I trust you or anything else. Like, as soon as he starts helping, you expect him to, like, put his hand out and expect, like, five bucks. Yeah, definitely. That's all he's in for. Yeah. But after Pumpkinhead gets Steve, Maggie comes running back. Chris and Joel go out with the gun. All the girls are inside, and you have this really cool shot of Pumpkinhead just going past the window, which I liked a lot. That was really neat. Because no one notices him. He just silently is kind of like, you see the shadow, like, go by the window, and it is a cool, like, oh, fuck kind of scene. It reminds you a little bit of, like, Evil Dead-ish, because they're looking out the window at the monster and stuff in the cabin. Yeah, and I'm surprised that, like, for looking so huge on... In the movie, Pumpkinhead's actually just a dude in a suit. So, like, they did some really good, like, angles and shots and everything to get a lot of this. Oh, yeah, what, uh, Tom Woodruff Jr. Oh, okay. Oh, also, I don't know if you ever watched Big Bang Theory. I never, like... I've seen it. Everyone's seen seen it it here and there. Um, Sheldon's girlfriend is in this movie. Oh, for real? Yeah, I was looking at the letterbox, and I was like, she looks familiar, and I clicked on her picture, I was like, oh yeah, she's from Blossom and Big Bang Theory. It's, um, Wallace Kid. Is she one of the dirty children? I guess. What? It's one of the Wallace kids. Oh, I think she was the one who, when Bunt sneaks out later, is, like, in there with him. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But they're out there, we get that real cool shot of Pumpkinhead walking past the window, and the guys find, like, blood, and they run back to the cabin, and then here's where Steve's legit killed because he's dropped right outside the cabin. And then Pumpkinhead's like, okay, you're done. And he grabs Maggie and takes her. 
Oh yeah, Pumpkinhead has seen Friday the 13th, and it's like, I like what they do there with those jump scares with the bodies. I'm gonna do that too. (laughs) Definitely takes a page out of that book for sure. And, but we start seeing Ed, and each attack I thought was hurting him at first, but he's just experiencing it. And that's probably a brutal thing to, like, witness these murders and everything, like, you're there. Oh yeah, because he's like, goes back to the witch woman, and is like, I didn't think it was gonna be like this! And she's like, what did you think? They were gonna die peacefully? (laughs) <laughs> yeah and she's like there's nothing i can do now he's like if you can't help me i'll do it myself she's like, then you will die <laughs> but when Pumpkinhead gets maggie it like cuts a cross into her face all brutal looking also there is speaking of crosses there's like a subtle religious under undertone of all this if they're talking about like the devil with pumpkin head they go into the church uh at one point they're praying and like holding up the cross hoping that's gonna save them at one point pumpkin head smashes a cross <laughs> yeah i like that too because like you know, classic monsters think vampires, the cross, yeah. not the cross, and everything. Pumpkinhead looks at the cross and just picks it up and, like, <laughs> smashes through a wall with it. I hate lowercase T's! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pumpkinhead shoves Maggie through a window where the others are in the kitchen, and it's all bloody and she's dead and scares them. Joel goes outside with a small machete this time. He's like, I'm the one you want! I killed that boy! That's not how it works, Joel. He wished vengeance on all of them. But he goes back in. Now Pumpkinhead takes Kim. And she's dropped onto a rock from the trees. That's right. That's what happens to her. Okay. Not that exciting, but, you know, he's working his way through it. Yeah, the kills are kind of quick-ish. It's a lot of just, like, other than the first one that takes a minute. After that, it's a lot of, like, okay, we gotta get through this movie. There's only one real memorable kill for me, and it's later with the gun. Yeah. But I... Yes. Yes. The thing is, the monster's really cool, so I can at least cut some slack on not cool kills in it. Yeah, and it... Exactly. And it doesn't exactly have to be that kind of movie. If you understand, it's like, oh, okay, it's more of a supernatural-ish type monster movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, All our survivors take off at this point. They're like, we're not going to keep staying here and get picked off by an alien... But they end up at the dirty farm, and they're knocking and asking for help, and no one will. It's exactly like the opening scene. Even, like, I love there's, like, an old woman, like, opens the blind, and they're like, please help us! And she just, like, has the meanest-looking face on, and it's just like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, the grandpa or dad or whatever guy comes out with a shotgun, he's like, we can't help you, you're marked. What does that mean? Doesn't answer them. But Pumpkinhead shows up right as Ed does at the same time. He shoots at a bunch. Pumpkinhead goes down. Like, well, that was easy. Like, for a moment, you're like, oh, that was it? You just shoot it? That's the ancient evil? <laughs> There's no dagger. There's no words to say. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't have to light it on fire and lock it in something. No, you just, bam. Oh, that was simple. But <laughs> My one weakness, no. <laughs> Bullets. <laughs> Mortal injuries. Same as everyone else. <laughs> But Pumpkinhead goes down, Joel's standing right next to it, and Pumpkinhead grabs the shotgun, stabs him, and lifts him into the air. What does this remind you of? Well, it reminds me of two things. Number one, I saw it, because I haven't seen this movie in a minute, so I saw Pumpkinhead grab the shotgun, I was like, is he gonna shoot him? But then he Michael Myers him from part four and stabs stabs him with the gun, and then he picks him up Texas Chainsaw 2022 style. 
I'm glad you said Halloween 4, because this came out the same year, and they both had people being stabbed with shotguns and lifted. I'm going to stop anytime I see the killer grab a gun. I'm going to be like, there's no way he's good. I know they're not going to shoot him. They're going to stab him with it. Dude, I would have loved it, though. Pumpkin had grabbed the gun, racked the shotgun, and just <laughs> shot away. That would have been great. You know how, like, um, in... I think it's Terminator 2, Linda Hamilton's, like, shooting the gun, then she does that cool, like, flip thing with the handle to, like, cock it. Like, he starts doing yeah. that with it. <laughs> yeah. How wild of a turn would that be? Oh, it'd be, and Pumpkin has, he's just like, oh, modern technology. Now he just always uses a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he's adapting. But Tracy and Chris are left. They're running around knocking on more doors. But the teen boy from earlier sneaks out to help him, and they have them follow him to this abandoned church. And when I say abandoned, I mean it's like the frame of a church. I guess it was burnt down or something, or just deteriorated that bad? Yeah, Mayhem has already been by there and burnt it down and has moved on. <laughs> yes, exactly. Back there, Ed was knocked down earlier, Pumpkinhead's gone. He's back too, he pulls the gun out of Joel's body, and it makes like a really nice squishy sound <laughs> that I appreciated the design for. Yeah. <laughs> Bunk gives our whole Pumpkinhead exposition, and right on cue, Pumpkinhead arrives. I love, like I said, it's the frame of a church. He still uses the doorway when he enters. <laughs> There's literally, like, no walls, but he still goes in through the doorway. Yeah, you could drop down through the ceiling. We already know you can climb trees. Yeah, but is, this is the coolest looking scene in the movie. This is wild. I... Something if the whole movie was just like Pumpkinhead on a rampage, like grabbing crucifixes and stuff like that, I'm like, holy shit, this is a ten. Oh yeah, because there's like, like you said, it's lit really cool. There's like lightning going on behind them. There's the cicadas going on, like the Pumpkinhead sound. Yeah, they all run away. They get away as Pumpkinhead destroys the cross. They get to the dirt bike, and this is why I think Pumpkinhead could have actually used the gun. Because Pumpkinhead knew to take the chain off of the dirt bike. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that. That Pumpkinhead knows how motors work. Yeah, this is wild. <laughs> and he, he even dangles it in front of him like, nah, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> he attacks Chris, Bunt and Tracy run, Ed finds them, get in the truck, and they all drive away. Back at Ed's house, Ed makes a flamethrower he says i'm gonna send it back to whatever hell it came from and then we get a random dog jump scare it seems very out of place yeah and it's this is also again it's kind of like alien where he's like we're gonna go up against the creature with the flamethrower <laughs> yeah or the thing yeah or the thing Pumpkinhead arrives at the house still carrying a still alive chris <laughs> and Ed goes out with the flamethrower. Okay, fuck yeah, it's on. And then literally, the oh line God. of the flamethrower gets snagged on the door and he trips into a pitchfork. And stabs himself deep. Yeah, into the arm. And I'm like, this is our hero? <laughs> it's, it's literally like when you're going like into the bathroom and your belt loop gets caught on the doorknob. But he falls into a fucking pitchfork. And like, Probably would have moodily, mortally wounded himself. <laughs> yeah, if you went slightly to the left or right, he's dead. Oh, he's but, punctured a lung, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But 
This hurts Pumpkinhead. I guess that's the whole reason why he does. It's still stupid. He could stub his toe. He didn't need to fall onto a pitchfork. Like you see Pumpkinhead jumping on one leg while grabbing his foot with the other. (laughs) (laughs) Lance Hendrickson stepped on a Lego. (laughs) Yeah. And then he realizes, oh, we're psychically connected. And then... Tracy uses the flamethrower on Pumpkinhead, but no effect at all. Ed knows what he has to do. He gets the pistol, comes out, and shoots himself in the fucking head, mind you. Shoots himself in the head, Brett. Not in the shoulder, not in the heart, in the head. You know, through his brain. We see the entrance and exit wound in his forehead. Yes. And then Pumpkinhead drops down, but is not completely dead. Like, he's still alive! What the fuck? Tracy shoots him up... Oh... But he's not completely dead. Ed's not dead either! That's why Ed somehow held a gun point blank to his brain, shot through, like you said, entry, exit, bam, dead. No, he's still okay. And then Tracy, because he looks at Tracy, he's like, do it, like, trying to hand her the gun as Pumpkinhead's reaching for too. Tracy blasts him like ten times in the chest and kills him instantly. What kind of fucking anatomy class did the writers of this go to? Ed Ed shoots himself in the head, but is still strong enough to get to his feet. (laughs) I can't even, like, begin to process this. And look, if you want to say, oh, it's because he's psychically connected to Pumpkinhead and he's keeping him alive. I bet it's a lot harder to psychically keep someone alive who's been shot through the head than it is to some people who've been shot through the chest. I know both are terrible, but still. Or, like, he shoots himself in the head and he's brain dead, but he's not dead, like, dead. So now Pumpkinhead is just a vegetable (laughs) if he's, like, in, like, a weird limbo kind of thing. Yeah, I am... What the hell is this ending? (laughs) But then after Ed dies for real, way after shooting himself in the head, Pumpkinhead catches on fire and I assume dies. Yeah, he burns away completely. This version of Pumpkinhead. Yeah, kind of. Because then we cut to the old witch burying small Pumpkinhead Wearing Ed's necklace. Which I take is that now Ed has transformed into the new pumpkin head, and the old one got burned away, and now that's, like, almost your uh, curse. Like, you dare call it a pumpkin head, like, this is what you get. What did they say? There was that cool line earlier, it was like, there's a demon for each of man's evils, this one is vengeance. You know what I mean? I did kind of like some of the lore they set up in this movie. Oh, and I enjoy the witch stuff for sure. Like, and oh, give me an old woman in like the ca- the cabin in the swamp doing spells anytime. Oh, definitely. That stuff's always classic. But yeah, after she buries the pumpkin head wearing Ed's necklace, then credits, and that's the movie. Yeah, there was pumpkin head. So, what do you think of it? I enjoy it. Um. This I could see this not being like, oh, I'm going to watch it constantly. But I could see this being in my October uh, roundup. If I'm in the certain kind of mood for that. Uh, it, it's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to watch this instead of Halloween 3. But I could see this being like, oh, well, it's middle of the day and I'm kind of doing something. I could put this on and enjoy it a lot. I think there's a lot in here that was really good. But I, I don't know if I... I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I give it, like, a soft like. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. I am interested to watch the sequels. I've never seen the sequels, so now I might do that. But as far as this, yeah, like, a soft like, I guess. Like, I 
wouldn't recommend it to anybody, but I wouldn't say, oh, you don't want to watch that, you know? Oh, yeah. And like you said, I'm interested to see these sequels at some point to see if they get any better. And does it just get more bat shit? Where do they go with it? Because sequels can be crazy as shit sometimes. Maybe Throbtober next year. We'll we'll dive into the Pumpkinhead sequels. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to get into Count of the Dead? Let's let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah ah ah. All right. Throbbing Horror Count of the Dead. We're tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we ended up with in Pumpkinhead? Um. So I know there's like the there's guy in the very beginning. Do you count Pumpkinhead yep. dying? No, because I don't think he's a person. Okay. He's, a, he's an ancient demon. No, <laughs> ancient <laughs> demons are not qualified for Count of the Dead. Okay. Um, I'm going to say there are eight deaths. Oh, you're really close. Oh. It's six. Oh, really? Yeah, because there's six. Wait. I definitely fucking counted on one second. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> it's eight. Woo! Holy shit. I was like, wait. Why six? I never counted Ed and Billy. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, you didn't count the kid. The kid, because immediately the first one I thought of was the child. <laughs> well, there's there's six people in our crew. One's like our outsider crew. Yeah. One survived. Dude at the beginning. Yep. And then Ed and Billy. Right. So yeah. Six. I mean, eight. Very nice. Wow. I, I was very <laughs> off. But you, give me a break. It's October. I've been counting a lot of death. Yeah. We've been throbbing so hard, just constantly. <laughs> Well, every week Greg does his count of the dead, ah, 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 and I do my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I take something from the movie, and I rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best. And the only thing, I I think pumpkins are perfect for this one. Okay, you're back to making sense. Okay, yes, that's a very obvious one. It's okay. Like, um, dirty clothes. <laughs> I, I legit, I swear to God, I thought you were going to say dirt. I swear to God. I was, nobody, I was guessing dirt. Well, there are good kinds of dirt, like the good kinds that you, like, will make your garden grow real good. <laughs> or, or the others are like, weird ground shapes in cemeteries. I've never won weird ground shape in a cemetery. <laughs> okay. I like to keep you on your toes. <laughs> Um, so a number one version of a pumpkin, the worst kind, it's kind of, a lot of times when you go to Walmart and it's like September and they just put the pumpkins out, but it's still way too hot for them to be outside. Oh, that's a great feeling, isn't it though? But Man, that first day that you see the pumpkins is such a good feeling. It's an amazing feeling when you see them, but when you run up to them to grab it and they're all smushy and you're like, oh, they're already fucking ruined. And you don't even get to get a pumpkin that day. I can give you a pumpkin. I grew my own this year. Yes, I cannot wait. I can, I hope that yours do amazing. <laughs> I hope so too. But yes, I do know what you mean about the number one pumpkin. Yes. Um, a number ten pumpkin, the best kind, is I'm going to our local farmers market and going because they have the best prices on pumpkins and they have the biggest ones. Where you go there and you see that there's this ginormous thing sitting there. You're going to need help getting this thing into your car. And for some reason, they mischarge uh, you and you got it like half off. Oh, hell yeah. That's a good day. Yes. Or the one time I was looking on Facebook Marketplace and someone was selling one of those like pumpkin that's, that weighs hundreds of pounds. And it was like $150. And I was like, I want it so bad. <laughs> 
But the thing is, you don't get to keep it. You know what I mean? It's going to go away. That's the bad thing. Oh, I would just, like, let it mush into a bucket and then just keep the bucket somewhere. Of, like, no, I'm not getting rid of you. <laughs> you know about that? Because I am notorious for leaving my pumpkins up well into November. And starting too early, also, like, in September. So I do a lot of rotted pumpkin scooping. Yeah. Can you imagine trying to scoop that thing away? Oh, that would that's going to be worth you're going to need a fucking huge ass shovel to get that thing. And then where you're going to put it? Especially like at least you have woods in your area. I live in the middle of town. So and my landlord took the bush away that I used to throw the pumpkins underneath. So I don't even have anywhere to hide them anymore. I never thought of that. Like what do you do? Do you just put it in a garbage can? Yeah, I just put it in the garbage. Ooh, that sounds disgusting. Yeah, I just yeah. throw them in the woods. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, and two, like, you can shoot them with guns if you have guns. <laughs> that is also fun. Um. Also, real quick tip. If you don't want your pumpkins to rot, dip them in bleach, and they will last longer. I will say, I don't like to dip it in bleach. There's other ways you can do it, because a lot of, like, wildlife will come up and eat tiny little bits of pumpkins, like oh. chipmunks and stuff. And I like the chipmunks, so I never do the bleach thing. There's... I think apple vinegar will do like a similar oh, okay. effect, and it's fine for that. That makes sense because it would probably almost pickle it. Ooh, pickled pumpkin. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. I've got I've gone on off off on a tangent on pumpkins. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. So oh, I forgot we're on ratings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to rate pumpkin head out of pumpkins. I'm going to give it. And usually I don't do the half thing. I try to do solid ones, but I'm going to give it at six and a half pumpkins out of ten. Definitely worth a watch. You're not going to want to watch it every year, but every few years after you maybe like forget a lot of the movie, you'd be like, oh yeah, I want to revisit that. And you're not going to be disappointed. I, I can see that. I'm not terribly off from you. Here's the other thing. I know Pumpkinhead is considered a classic. And I won't lie, I don't get how it's considered a classic. It's, I get <laughs> considered a great, a good movie, a fun one to watch. Classic, we need to start raining back on what we throw that term out with. But... I'm not too far off from you. Pretty much the same reasoning, but I went five and a half pumpkins. Okay. I think the reason why it's kind of in that classic thing is because it's a cool-looking monster. And it's a cool title. A lot of yeah. people, like we said, go into this thing blind, expecting a night of Halloween fun. Yeah, and there's, the most Halloween you're going to get is like a five-second clip of some pumpkins in a graveyard. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know we used to do this. Since we're doing Throbtober, we got so many. I'll ask you... What would be a good double feature with Pumpkinhead? Oh, that's a good one. I'm trying to think. What would be like a... Do you want to go creature, or do you want to go something completely different? Dude, it could be whatever you want. Like, if you're organizing a drive-in night this Throbtober... Let me see. And you gotta show Pumpkinhead. What's, what else are you gonna show? It can be something completely opposite, like as a different palette or something oh. to go with it. Like, what do you want to do? I know what would be good. Um, and you, I hope you saw the first one, because we're not showing the first one, we're showing the second one. It's going to be Pumpkinhead, and then Chud 2. Oh, is that the eat em up eat em up one? Yeah, where it's like, okay. they're not the Chuds anymore, really. It's mostly just a zombie movie. <laughs> I could see that. That'd be fun. Because uh, I'm thinking, like, Pumpkinhead's a little bit more of a serious, kind of whimsical movie, and a child dies in it, and then you get the palate cleanser of, like, you get to go home with a fun thing of, like, oh, yeah, that's the eat em up eat em up yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why I'm thinking this, and I don't even have, like, a good reasoning like you did, but I just feel like it would be a fun double feature. I would like to do Pumpkinhead and Castle Freak. Oh, that would be really good, honestly, because it's, like, two cool creatures. 
Yeah, like I, I would go to that drive-in like event if I saw it playing both of those together. Yeah, that would be a really good one too. Actually, I'd like that one more than my pick. <laughs> oh, I win something! Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys know the drill. So for through October, we do not tell you what's coming next. Like, but check social media. Like, we'll probably have it on there today's episode and. They're coming out. We're we're aiming for every day. I don't know if we'll hit every day, but just about every day, if not. So check back tomorrow. We'll have a new episode up for you guys. Thank you for sticking with us through October, by the way. I don't even know which order this one's going on, but holy shit. Whoever makes it through every October episode on a release day deserves some type of award, I'm saying. Yeah, honestly, you should like tweet us or let us know and show us some kind of proof of, like, take screenshot that each episode is played, and we will send you something. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how we'd get them to prove. I guess we could go with like the honor, the honor system, but I don't trust anyone enough to do it. But well, if you did, we'll trust you. Let us know. I'm probably not gonna send anything, but it'd be cool if you did. Yeah, we're spitting a bag and send it to you. Dude, that's gross. COVID. <laughs> oh, that's true. Don't open the bag. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got, man. All right. Well, we hope that Throptober has been awesome. Join us, like we said. Uh, for the next episode keep enjoying your october and we hope that uh pumpkin head has left your brain throbbing with horror ah it seems you've survived another fright be sure to look for the throbbing with horror pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform or else Subscribe for more tantalizing terror and be ready for the new fear next week, if you dare. <laughs>